The best marketing videos and ads are those where we feel that we're being talked to directly, as if we're the only ones in the room. That's the power of personalized videos. And on this episode, we talk about what you need to do to create one for your business. The video revolution is here and it's changing how we do business. Learn how to use video to engage customers and drive results here on the Video Marketing 2.0 podcast with your hosts, Joel Govich and Brendan Carty. And listen for special offers presented throughout the podcast. Hi, this is Joel Gubich, host of Video Marketing 2.0, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Brendan Carty, and welcome to part two of our conversation with Jeff Gadway about personalized videos, one of the most fascinating and effective methods for using video for outbound business marketing. Now, in this episode, we're going to get a lot more granular and learn about the specific do's and don'ts when it comes to creating a personalized video. Okay, so that brings us to our final segment. Now, in our previous two, we've laid out the case for immersive videos and how a personalized video can really boost a marketing campaign. But now let's talk about some specifics on how to create that video. So, Jeff, how does someone go about making one? What are, what are the major do's and don'ts that the video producer or the marketer should be aware of before getting involved in this? Sure. I think... The best personalized videos, video campaigns that we've seen are ones where they're thinking about personalization as they're conceiving the storyline, the shooting board, all of those types of things. Uh, it makes it much easier to personalize if you're, if you're being mindful of you know, how you're pulling or pushing that item that you're personalizing into frame. So, uh, for example, you know, if I was personalizing a message on my phone screen, uh, it's going to make it a lot easier and a lot more impactful to do something that's a little bit more direct uh, as opposed to doing, you know, trying to like weave it in in some way like that. Um, so keeping things like pretty square to the screen, um, minimizing, um, you know, the, 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 the yaw, if you will, of the object all helps. Um, another thing to, uh, to be mindful of, too, is um, just the, the size of the canvas that you're personalizing and what type of information you're looking to put in it. So if you were, you know, looking to personalize a post-it note, um, but you wanted to include, uh, you know, somebody's name, uh, and job title, it seems like it might work, but if you've got a long name and, you know, director of worldwide marketing operations, it's all going to end up very, very small on that post-it note. So just being mindful of, of what you're putting in. And the third thing I would, I would keep in mind too is, um, you know, not having um, a lot of impediments passing in front of uh, whatever you're personalizing. Again, it's possible to, you know, do a lot of masking and screening and make it work, but it's just going to add to your production cycle time. Um, so those are some things from the production standpoint um, that you can think about. Uh, and then the other thing I would really encourage marketers to think about too is, um, just how much, um, information you're personalizing and, and to, to, to which customer group you're sending it. You got to think about personalization as uh, a budding relationship, right? If you, if you go uh, too aggressive early on in the relationship, it's a little creepy, right? But if you're gradual, with building that relationship, maybe the first email or the first campaign only has their name in it, right? 
and then it's got their job title and then it's got some more information about them and then it's got you know um it's personalized to include you know some other interactions that you've had through your website and other things it becomes a little bit more uh a little bit more approachable or a little bit more acceptable to to build that out i wouldn't go like you know whole hog right off the bat <laughs> yeah that's i'm glad you brought that up because that was actually one of my first reactions to the whole personalized video theme is that it's you got to be careful, and you mentioned the the creepy word, and that's yep. exactly how how I, I thought of it as well. Like, there's something about it that you know people people have an odd relationship with big data, right? In theory, yeah. everyone hates it, but they all want the benefits that come with big data. So you don't want. I, I would imagine if people watch a video and they see all of themselves reflected back at you, back at them, like they don't know how you got onto their LinkedIn profile. They don't know how you got access to your job title and, and all that. So it could add this element of like, what else do you know? And uh, it could be getting your relationship off on, on a bad foot. So I think that's a really good point. Like anything with uh, production, you know, you want to, moderation is key. You, you want to find a, a nice balance where, you know, you're not hitting people over the head with this thing either. Absolutely. This, do, do you see this as a, uh, something that's just for live action video or do you or have you experience using this also in animation i'm glad you brought that up um i think you can do some really creative things with with animated videos as well because you don't have the same kind of motion tracking um complexities that you would with a live action so we have a number of customers that have uh done animated uh explainer videos um or you know, short uh, animated uh, videos to invite, invite people to events that um, that include personalization as well. So that's a really a really great use case um, that, in many respects, is a lot easier to operationalize than a live a live shoot. I would imagine that it, one of the challenges for a live shoot, and to a lesser extent for an animated video, would be ensuring that the resolution of whatever you're inserting is consistent with uh, the rest of the video. So. You know, it, like if you're pulling a picture from LinkedIn, let's say, you know, if the if the picture isn't of the same quality as you know your high resolution film, then you know it's going to be there and you're going to get some benefit from it, but it's not going to look that great. Where so do you do you see that being less of an issue with animated video? Um, you know, I, I think it's definitely something easier to control with animated video. But with that being said, um, I mean, at least from from our perspective, when we work with clients on the live action front. Uh, we get involved with them very, very early on in the the planning of the video, and we make sure that they have all of the production requirements and minimum requirements and and you know resolutions and formats all sorted out so that we don't have those those issues in post. Um, but uh, but but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's a good consideration, something to think about for sure. And full disclosure, uh, here at Think Mojo, we're actually working with the Vidyard team on a personalized video right now. So we know that that is absolutely true. And I, I was very impressed that you're not just providing the platform, you're also providing a service to, you're helping people understand, you know, how, how to do it. And, and you're, you're basically consulting, at least you were helping us, uh, you know, get through it and, and know what to look out for. So is that something that you're, you're doing because, uh, I mean, obviously it's just, it's good service, good customer service, but do you feel like the in order to have the value of personalized video really you know reach its full potential people need to use it well right i mean you can't you can't just put it out there you know throw the stake in the middle of the room and <laughs> shut the door you know and and expect good results like 
So is that is that a considered part of your strategy? Absolutely. I mean, we, we aren't a video production agency. For, for those people who aren't familiar with Vidyard, we, we really are um, a video uh, platform for business, you know, from hosting to, to distribution to, the, to really the analytics. Uh, personalized video is one of these value-added services that really help to improve the uh, the immersion factor of the video, right? But but yes, a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, we see the best personalized video results coming from well executed creative uh, that that uses the personalization in a very organically integrated way. There are a lot of other solutions out there that you know just stick a name floating up somewhere on the screen, and it's really tacky and and pretty cheesy. Um, what we want to do is is organically weave or stitch that content right into the the tapestry of the video itself, so that the viewer becomes part of the story. And we think that if we're able to do that effectively, the uh, the results of of those campaigns will be will be much better than uh, than than if we we did it in a less authentic way. Okay, so let's maybe get back into some granular stuff as well. So. I'm making a video and I'm making it based on the guidelines that uh, Vidyard has and and we'll have notes uh, show notes and all these links uh, on our website. Mm-hmm. But in terms of cost, this is obviously an, an additional cost to merge the the data with the video to create it personalized. And and how much mm-hmm. should a marketer expect to pay in addition you know, is it is it based on a certain number of leads that uh, have to be merged, or is it a uh, one time fee? Great question. Um, you know, it, it, you got to think about it a little bit differently than your traditional video production uh, budget. Um, this is uh, it's, it's you're right. It is an add on to the cost of your video, but I like to think about it almost as an insurance policy. If you're spending you know, $100,000 on creating a video for a campaign, um, you know, spending another ten dollars or $15,000 on top of that to really ensure that it's effective and um, that you're getting, you know, the, the maximum return on investment on that video asset because you're boosting your click-throughs, you're boosting your, your click-to-opens. Um, you know, it seems, seems quite reasonable. So the way that we work with our customers is, is really on two axes. Number one, how many video projects are you looking to uh, are you looking to create with personalized video? And number two, how many recipients are you looking to send this out to? So you know we have packages that range anywhere from you know fifteen thousand dollars a year uh, all, all the way up to and beyond a hundred thousand dollars a year, depending on those two factors. You know how many videos are you creating, and and how many projects would that be split across? Jeff, that was really helpful, and a reminder that all of this information will be available on our show notes page. And on that note, I do want to thank Jeff Gadway, Director of Product Marketing at Vidyard, one of the world's leading video hosting and analytic firms, for providing a really detailed look, a granular look at the specifics of how to create a personalized video. And of course, I want to thank you, our listeners, and our avid subscribers. So to download or listen to other episodes and get complete access to show notes and video marketing tips, visit our website at videomarketing20.net. That's videomarketing20.net. And you can also download and listen to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, and of course, also on SoundCloud. So for my co-host, Brendan, Cardi, and myself, we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Video Marketing 2.0. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Video Marketing 2.0 presented by ThinkMojo. For more help on how to drive results with video, contact ThinkMojo, the video marketing experts at info at thinkmojo.com or visit thinkmojo.com for more information.